Everyone agrees that professional groups need to be led by a player coach or a producer manager, but the balance between those roles is not always agreed, even within firms or within the group themselves. Most firms, the emphasis is on the player or the producer role, meaning that the main job that's taken seriously is to serve the clients and get out and get revenues. The coaching or the managing is very often neglected. I think this is a very bad economic choice for most firms, as you'll see in the following discussion. We expect our practice group leaders to both manage, yeah. answer clients and generate leads. Right. Yeah, and if push comes to shove, which do they think comes first on any given day? Serve clients and generate leads. Then you're idiots. You're complete brain dead idiots. Let me prove it to you. How big is one of your practice? Let me, let me do the economics to prove it to you. And that's why we're here, right? And that's why I'm saying this is a revolutionary change because you are operating on the principle of we'd like you to manage, but on any given day it's your lowest priority. Right? Correct. And I'm trying to say, that is stupid. How big is one of your groups that somebody might be managing in terms of fee level? A million dollars? Five million dollars? Give me a size of a group. If that's the group, how big's the group? Five million dollars. Five million dollars. And again, all of you substitute your numbers here, follow the logic, not the numbers. You've got some poor schnook at the moment who is, I'll call him or her, the practice group leader. That's a generic term. In your firm at the moment, how billable, how many billable hours in a year does that person currently do, roughly? 1800. 18, I really thought you were idiots. I'm so glad you came. <laughs> I'm going to save you from yourselves. <laughs> now, you've heard my precise rule, right, which is establish a measure which judge them on the performance of the team. What we're about to do now is an arithmetical example. It's not actually a recommendation. Are we clear on that? So here comes the hypothetical. Suppose you were dumb enough to accept Maester's ideas, and you said, if you are the practice group leader, you must not do more than 1,300 billable hours. Yes. If you do, <laughs> I'm going to make your life tougher. Don't celebrate yet. <laughs> Don't celebrate yet. <laughs> Right? If you want to spend more than 1300 that's wonderful. We need more and more client service partners, but we need you to step down from the role. Don't occupy the slot if you're not prepared to perform the role. You with me? Now, what I'm also going to bet, and you tell me, keep me honest on this, is if the person's theoretically in charge or responsible for a $5 million business, my bet is I could find 500 hours that they are currently spending time on that doesn't actually require them to be doing it. <laughs> that if I gave me either a junior partner or a senior associate or even a secretary, <laughs> some of those 1800 hours I could still get the job done, right, by just changing the staffing structure of their cases, deals, matters, engagements. You with me? So I'm not going to lose a client. I'm just going to, you know, help them transfer. Now what, what the net deadweight loss is going to be is I'm just not going to get their 500 billable hours, right? So what's the billing rate in your region for somebody who's at the level of a practice group leader? 350. 350. Let's, do it. Let's make it 400 to make the arithmetic easier. You will get 200,000 less billings if you follow my recommendation. You've all now gone into terminal shock. <gasps> 200,000 less billings! But, bear with me, what have you gotten for it? What you've gotten for it is 500 hours, extra hours in a year, right? 50 weeks a year, that's 10 hours a week. Call that a day. You now have a day a week for this person, this man or woman, to spend time worrying about a $5 million business 
and the people within it. Give me a guess if you had an extra day a week to make sure that all the partners and the staff, you know, the associates, you know, are doing what is necessary to improve the business. What are the sorts of things you might, if you had a day a week, just suddenly out of nowhere, what would you spend it doing to promote the success of the business? Give me a rough guess, anyone? If you had a day a week, what would you spend your time doing? Talk to people. Talk to people. Wow, what a concept. What would you talk to them about? What they're doing. Talk to them about them. Shoot, boy, you're smart, boy. Why are you here? If you know the answer, why are you here? You talk to them about them, right? What are you working on? How do I help you? That's sort of rubbish. What else would you do if you had a day a week? Call the client. Well, whose client? Your client or their client? Their client. Call their client? You're in a law firm, for God's sake. You're allowed to call their client? Absolutely. Okay, good idea. And what would you say when you call their client? How's it going? How's it going? Are you getting from us everything you need? And you don't have to be a till of the hunt or brutal, right? This is, yeah. And maybe even you do it with them. It's when you and I go out and have lunch with your client. You'd play conscience, is that my, we all agreeing on this role here? You'd play nudge and conscience, and let me just follow up. Because last practice group meeting we had, we said sensible things. The job now is to play coach, play nudge, play conscience, make sure people are doing the stuff we've already agreed. It's not about, I need to get new ideas. Are you with me? Anything else you'd have to listen if you had a day a week to promote the success of a $5 million business, what would you spend the day doing? Review some work. Re what kind of work? What do you mean? Like an associate's work. Oh, so not only the partners. You'd actually sit down and talk to the associates as well. My God, a practice group leader talking to an associate. Wow, Nirvana. What would you talk to the juniors about? Their work. Happy, I'm not too, this is a bit, you know, let's not be too liberal here. We're touchy for you. Happy, well, I want to something about them, I'm just logging in, I'm not sure the word's happy. We'll talk about some other words later. Satisfied. Yeah. I mean, Satisfied is a bit wimpish too. To ensure that they are successful. Yeah, you know, what do I need to do to get you turned on? And are you with me? I'm playing with words here. There's a difference between being happy and being turned on. And we make money as a firm when people are turned on. We do not make money when they're happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, serious. That's the research finding. Is that clear? Yes. The guy, and I'm not against happy. Morally, I'm all for it. And I want to do all the right things to make people happy. I'm not against it. I've got to be an honest reporter, however. Happy people are not on the profit increase path. Right? I will do it anyway because that's my values and my standards. But I've got to be honest, what is on the profit path, and I will prove it to you, is turned on people, which is a different concept. So, okay, here's the math. Now, you know, the accountants already got this, and the engineers got it a long time ago. So this is a question just for the lawyers, right? We're going to test your arithmetical skills. If you had a day a week, week in, week out, for five, you know, for every week of the year, in a $5 million business, what is the probability you could recoup an investment of 200000 it's highly probable. It's highly probable. <laughs> <coughs> Is that about as passionate as you get? <coughs> there are two answers. It's either a brain-dead certainty, or you can't manage and ought to resign from the role immediately. Right? And this is why your firm is totally brain-dead, because... <laughs> the questions you need to think through now are, First of all, do you buy the argument that the group or the firm would be better off if the coach spent more time managing the group? And if you do accept that argument, then the next obvious question is, how do we make sure that the coach has the incentive to do the role?
It's clear that the firm will make more money and perhaps the members of the group will be better off because they'll receive more help. We just have to make sure that the incentive for the group, is the group leader, is really there. Mm -hmm.